0: Money, Riches and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate.
1: Say you don't need no diamond rings, and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that
0: you want the kind of things. The money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me love. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for money, riches, and wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli.
2: here.
3: Thanks for coming on another Wednesday. There with I us. am. We got Drew.
2: I don't know what happened there, but I was gone for a second or two. <laughs> did you take care of I, everything? Did you answer all the questions, introduce <laughs> us and everything?
3: I did not. I was just trying to introduce you and, and while well, <laughs> well, you got connected and, and uh, I guess introduce myself. I'm, I'm Jackson, and, and I'll let Drew take it away.
2: Nothing like technology when it works, Jackson. You know, I mean, I was, I was, everything was perfect, and all of a sudden, they were playing the music and it went dead. And I'm thinking, hey, Anita, did you go? Did you just, What's going on? And so I disconnected and reconnected, and boom, here I am. Whatever. So we're here with Jackson Courtney, uh, my co-host tonight. We're on an note show. That means you get to ask the questions tonight. That means you get to lead the conversation. That means you get to say, this is what is important to me to learn tonight, not something that you're just going to make up. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about Social Security. I want to talk about my 401K. I want to talk about Medicare. I want to talk about Roth conversions. I want to talk about Roth IRAs. I want to talk about tax planning. I want to talk about, you know, uh, auto insurance, home insurance, how do I get the best policies possible? I want to talk about life insurance. Whatever it is if it's dealing with your personal finances, we're here to answer those questions. That's what an open show is all about. You get to be the guest, you get to direct the conversation. If you want to do that, 410-922-6680 410 410- if you want to direct the conversation and Jackson uh, will let let me know who's on the line with us and we'll take your call and we'll do our best to answer your question for you and by the time you uh, finish uh, hopefully you'll walk away saying hey that was extremely helpful that's what we're here for that's what we like to do that's what we take pleasure in So if you want to call and ask a question with your personal finances, 410-922-6680 is the way to call in. Jackson, you got any uh, questions uh, while we wait to see if anybody wants to call in?
3: Yeah, so, you know, the other day uh, we read a a Social Security newsletter that comes out, and, you know, we've talked about the SSA 44 before and how that could apply to some of our clients. But uh, you also mentioned another document in there. that could be potentially helpful. So would, would you mind talking about that?
2: Yeah, so what what Jackson's referring to is that when you get on to Medicare um, Part B, that's the one for doctors, and that's the one that they take out of your Social Security check. It's $165 a month that you're taking out of your Social Security check, and that's for the doctors, and that, that one you have to pay for. Medicare Part A is for hospitals. You've been paying for that since you took your first job. That's what your Medicare taxes are paying for is hospitals. But Medicare Part B you pay a premium for when you hit 65 or whenever you stop working for your company and no longer have medical insurance. So uh, if your income as a single person goes over $95,000 or as a married person goes over 190000 it's actually a little more than those numbers, but let's just use that. So $85,000 and $190,000, uh, they start charging you a higher premium. And um, um, if, if 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 your income, let's say you have an unusual year, so your income is normally 100000 but all of a sudden you had big capital gains, and next thing you know it's 250000 Medicare is going to say, hey, Drew, you owe us uh, $290 this, this uh, year. For because you had so much more income, you're just going to have to pay us more money, and that's the way that it's called IRMA, uh, income related monthly uh, adjustment Medicare amount. Medicare monthly adjustment amount. Uh, IRMA, don't ask me. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, if you if you had that big increase of income but it was something that was unusual due to uh, not working anymore, or you partially stopped working, or your death in a family, a divorce, or um, loss of an income property, or something of that sort, uh, you can go to Social Security and you can say, hey, I don't want to pay that because it was an unusual event. You need to take this into consideration and lower my premium. That's the SSA 44. Well, let's say it wasn't one of those seven or eight things that they allow you to make that SSA adjustment with, but it's just such a quirky thing. It really wasn't the spirit of what they implemented IRMA for. We have a client actually in this exact situation. He sold his home in Colorado because he had to take care of a family member and uh, come back closer to his children. He made a uh, capital gain on the sale of his house in Colorado, but his spouse had to go into uh, a care facility. He's paying a substantial amount of money. His typical income was, you know, 50000 range, let's call it, and and it was really just unfair that they wanted to charge him a substantially extra IRMA premium because of this unusual situation. He can file a 561U With Social Security and explain the situation and say, please have mercy on me and don't charge me the premium. I know this doesn't stand with your standard issues that you will reduce it, but please look at the circumstances and tell me that you'll reduce it. And so that's an unusual one, uh, Jackson, and it really is helpful to uh, uh, ask for that forgiveness if you have that unusual situation. Anyway, we, we have one caller online, Mark and Glenn Burney. We're going to have to come to him after the break. But there's plenty of lines open if you want to get on, 410 922 922 6680 is the way to get online. Take away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical. And you experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time. You experience the difference.
1: Now back to more of Money, Riches and Wealth on Talk
0: Radio 680 WCBM.
2: I don't know if we want to come back to Money, Riches and Wealth when we're jamming like that (laughs) there, Jackson, you know. Anita must be dancing in the booth over there, you know? <laughs> anyway, we're here on an open show. 410 922 6680. If you want to call in, 410 922 6680. we got lines open. We're going to need to go to Mark. I hate to hold him any
3: longer. Let's go to Mark. Okay. Hey, how, how you? are you doing, Mark? How can we help you?
4: Good. Hey, so I had a question. About, this has been concerning me for a while. I get lots of emails through conservative uh, media, et cetera, et cetera. All talking about the Fed now, and about, of course, you know Joe Biden. Where you know our government seems to be slowly cracking down on things. What do you guys know about the Fed now deal, where in the digital currency, where uh, literally our banking or our money could be controlled? Because like right now, you hear a lot of different gold groups out there are offering to get your four hundred one k into gold out of the stock market. And of course, they hold your gold in their repository, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but where's your thoughts on that, and the fact that where do we do you think we stand down the road with having control of our finances? Because you know, China does in fact control the finances of their people. So where do you see us at here in the United States with our current administration?
2: You, if you go and look at those emails and everything, you get those people are always selling you something. Correct. And the way to sell, the way you sell is you elicit fear or greed. Mm-hmm. And so they're eliciting fear to people. First off, FedNow is not a digital currency. It could be a digital currency in the future, but it's not a digital currency. It's a way to eliminate the automated clearinghouse system, which is a three-day hold on checks when you electronically deposit them. So if you ever take a picture of your check... And put it into your bank, or if you ever do a, a transfer from one financial institution to another financial institution, that's normally an automated clearinghouse transaction. It's a three-day hold. could be five. We even have one right now that's going to be a nine-day hold. I said, you got to be kidding. You tell that financial institution there's no justification. Nine business day hold. And it's just unreal. Fed well. now, Fed now. Eliminates the automated clearing house and brings instant, instant movement of money from one to the other. It'll eliminate wire transfers that you normally have to pay twenty-five to fifty dollars with. So FedNow is an excellent thing that everyone needs, et cetera, et cetera. But hear me: if the country does go to a digital currency. If you, and I'm going to assume you are, Mark, a law-abiding citizen, the digital currency will be the greatest thing that ever happened to you because cash is the domain of criminals and lawless people. That's the domain of cash. People who like to deal in cash typically, and not always, but typically are doing it because they're gangs, they're organized crime, they're uh, cyber criminals, etc., etc. And if we could go to a digital currency and do away with cash uh, assets, you would put a serious dent into the criminal organizations of this country. So, you know, and I'm not worried about the United States controlling everything like China, et cetera, et cetera. Let me tell you something. If the United States government wants to take your checking account, they can do it in, in about three minutes, buddy. So if they want to see where you spent all your money, they could do it in about three minutes. So I don't know why everybody makes up all these stories. But if you're selling gold... And you're selling newsletters or whatever these people are selling, you elicit fear into the people to say, don't let Fed now come in. Don't let a federal currency come in. Buy gold. That way you can protect yourself. Da 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 da. And you hear the drumbeat, and uh, that's all it is, in my opinion.
4: Well, thank you for that. Uh, I think it because I have a friend of mine. I send my occasional emails out forward to him, too. And of course, you know, at the very bottom of these, it does tell you about. The E statement that's in there, obviously, right? And uh, and I appreciate your detailed response. And yes, so my thing was is obviously I'm just looking, you know, myself because um, just out of concern in in general uh, with having you know funds in the bank, et cetera, you know, savings, because like not all my money obviously is in the stock market or anything. Uh, but that's just one of the concerns I sort of had because yeah, you see so many of them out there now. that are advertisers, probably like five or six groups. Some advertisers, you know, on this station. And, of course, so on the uh, TV now. Some of the people TV, so that
2: course, advertise on this yeah, station I appreciate you doing this info. so
4: that makes you feel a bit better about things. Yeah. Because, obviously, uh, I look, know all body citizens. let, now,
2: let me now. remind you something, Mark. Always remember this, and then I've got to go, okay? Yeah. If somebody is selling something, be it gold or a newsletter or whatever, they have to elicit fear or greed in you to get you to say, wow, I need these people. I need these people. I, I You know. You really want to look for somebody who just educates, just educates, gives you the information, and you take it and do with it as you want. But if somebody's eliciting that fear or greed or concern, you, you've got to be concerned about them. All right? I got to run. Great hey, thank question. You so much. I appreciate Thanks, Mark. the opportunity to
5: answer that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Next, we're going to go to Jeff in Woodlawn. Hey, Jeff, how can we help you?
5: Hi, Drew. Hi, Jackson. Huh. Hey, Jeff. I'd like to know your opinion. Of, uh, with regard to a 401k, like when you turn 73 and you have to start RMDs, of electing the annuity option whereby your entire balance is converted in a non taxable transaction to an, an annuity, and then you receive what is essentially a single premium, uh, an, an immediate annuity for the rest of your life. You get the same payment every year. It's totally 100% taxable as regular income. And the advantage is you don't have to fool around with RMD calculations anymore because it's always the same. And two, you get a little more money because there's an interest factor in there. When interest rates are high, it may be pretty good. When interest rates are really low, it, it may not be so good. But what's your opinion of that as a strategy?
2: So first off, I want to uh, commend you for knowing how the RMD works, the, the RMD rules work at age 73. Not many people know that we're at the new, new rules that are age 73, no longer 70 and a half. So there's still a lot of people I talk to still think we're at 70 and a half or the old rule, which was 72. So you're staying up on this stuff. Now, the annuity concept, that's a whole different story. Um, If you're charitably inclined, I would definitely say no, because once you annuitize something, you you can't do uh, qualified charitable distributions because you can't stop that uh, monthly check from coming out and take a piece of it and send it off to the charity. Um, And I'm also not a big fan of annuities and immediate annuity payouts, Uh, For the average person, because there is uh, usually no protection from uh, uh, inflation. And I think inflation, we we hit a, a precipice where from 1980 to 2021, we were in a disinflationary lower interest rate environment. Uh, And I think we've now moved into a secular bear market where interest rates are going to move higher over time and inflation is going to move higher over time. I don't know if I'm right on that, but that's my thinking. And the worst thing you could own is a fixed immediate annuity in an inflationary environment. But, But, Jeff, if you don't care about what your heirs ultimately get, and you don't spend nearly what the RMD is going to be for the rest of your life, that annuity could work out to your advantage long term because it will dissipate your principal as well as the interest over your lifetime, whether you live 15 years or 50 years. It's irrelevant with the annuity. Uh And that's that's the problem with the lump sum person. The lump sum person has to dissipate the account over an assumed life expectancy, and nobody knows what that is. You don't care with an annuity because the insurance company assures you that the Jeffs that live short periods of time will pay for the Jeffs that live long periods of time.
5: Right. If if you elect... To not annuitize and to do RMDs every year, let's say your entire balance at the point you know where, when you're 73 is in a fixed option like a guaranteed investment contract, which is sort of like a, a you know a CD. Um, you start taking your RMDs, that reduces your balance. Do you still get like the uh, guaranteed investment contract rate on the balance that ha- that's still in the account, still in the 401k? Sure,
2: absolutely.
5: Okay, so if you yeah. have inflation and that goes up. You benefit well, that way. Yeah,
2: you benefit that way. But if you you go into an annuity, they have a discount rate at the time you buy it, and that's the way it is. And that you know, once you do that, you you have no other option. But I'm running out of time in this segment. I've got a hard break at six twenty-nine. Uh, I have to run. So uh, right, well, thanks a lot. That really thank clears you. It up. Yeah, Jeff. That's a Jeff. great question. It's an excellent question. I'm on an open show tonight, so our lines are open. Peter we're going to you're going to be first up if you stay with me until after this break 410-922-6680 410-922-6680 if you want to be on after Peter After this break with traffic. Take it away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance. So do a financial physical, and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling four one zero. 823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference.
0: Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on
3: Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And we're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth. Jackson, are you there? I am. Yeah. Uh, we have We've Peter on the line. We have
2: Peter on the line, and we want to talk to other people, too. And Peter's the only one on the line, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. Let's go right
3: to Peter, since
2: he's been so patient.
3: Okay, we'll go to Peter in Parkville. How are you doing?
0: Good Good evening, Drew. Hey, Peter. Can you hear me
2: all right? Yeah, great.
0: Good, good. Uh, listen, uh, you blew me away last week, uh, which got me thinking about things. <clears throat> I uh, I spoke about my house because I was thinking maybe I should rent it. You told me I thought uh, maybe I could rent it for uh, maybe $1,500 or $2,000 a month. Right. You said the way I described my house, which was honest, I told you what was in it, and you said, no, you're looking more at 5000 or more uh, in rent per month. Right. I was floored. It, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. Alright, so, now, that got me thinking about the stock market, and um, I've got five things that I'm looking at. Um, the you know, like I say, I don't even know what the NASDAQ is. So I have no idea. You're talking babe in the woods here. So, anyway, uh, I caught wind of a, a military operation. I believe it's RTE, I believe, if I wrote it down right. I think that's something that I would like to invest in. Uh, what
2: is it? What is it? What do you know what it is, Jackson? RTE,
3: uh, I know, I know RTX, Raytheon. Is it a, RTX, RTX, RTX is, Raytheon. is
2: Raytheon. Yeah, that's a big defense contractor. Yeah. Okay. Is RTE a defense contractor by any chance? Uh, ETF.
3: Uh, not from what I'm finding. Yeah. So okay. It must R- be
0: R- RTX that you're looking at. Okay. I, I I I see. I read it wrong. I so okay. Um. Is, It seems to me with new administration in the future, nearby, I think uh, defense contracting is going to increase. So, you know, that's of interest to me.
2: Well, that that may be true, but, you know, it's far more uh, complicated than just are they going to increase spending on it because defense contractors have been uh, doing quite well over the last few years. And so you have to always consider both sides of the equation. Is their business going to continue to expand? And what is the valuation of the company today? Because think about it. if If you think about how the stock market works, if there's a lot of Peters out there who already believe that defense contracting is going to be Uh, spending more and more money on defense contracting, they could have pushed prices up to the point that already reflects the next four or five years' worth of spending. So there's two sides of the equation. One is what's the company doing and what's their uh, expectation for the future? But the other side of the equation is how does that uh, stock currently reflect what could potentially happen in the future. And that's the way Warren Buffett looks at things, not only from does he believe this is a great company with great long-term possibilities and difficult to compete against them, but he also looks at it from does the stock reflect the value of what he expects to happen in the future, or does the stock already reflect all the value of the future and such that even if he's right, he's not going to make any money.
0: Right. Gotcha, gotcha. So it takes some study. It
2: sure. does. It takes a lot of study, especially if you're buying individual securities. You have to be very thoughtful on both sides of the right. equation.
0: So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a dodgy kind of uh, adventure that I'm looking at, not thinking that, oh, it's just going to go up,
2: up, up, and, uh, you know, You know, know, you you never know, but uh, you know it's 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 difficult to look at both sides of that equation. That's why most people, as Warren Buffett says, if it's not your uh, gift to do that to look at an individual company, then you should stick with indexes that take into consideration the whole U.S. economy and multiple companies. If the U.S. economy continues to grow, you'll do well with it.
3: Right, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Another another point I could add there, Drew, is uh, another industry you might look at is is infrastructure, right? The the Mm -hmm. U.S. is over this, uh, uh, you know, presidency has has said that they want to pour a lot of money in infrastructure. Well, uh, you know, infrastructure funds uh, still lost money last year, right? Yeah. You know, no matter how much the government says they're going to pour money into a certain industry, you still have to look at the underlying. Uh, you know, factors that, that play into an investment.
2: Yeah, because markets are forward thinking, you know, so markets are investing for what they think is going to be happening in the end of 2024, not what's happening actually today. And that's something that most people can't get their minds around when it comes to investing, but we have to run. We got another caller that we have to get to before the end of this break, but we're on an open show, Jackson, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680, plenty of lines open. We've got another 15 or 20 minutes. We'd love to talk to you and answer your question, but let's go to Mike in Baltimore. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good
1: evening, gentlemen. Haven't talked to you probably in a year, but how you doing?
2: Good. Good. Why do they call you money, Mike?
1: Because I'm all about money. Yeah, all about the money. Okay. All, about it. all right. Even politics. Politics hinges on money. So uh, let's get straight to the question. Uh, when is this job market going to cool? I mean, it, you know, we can't get rid of inflation until we get rid of wage inflation. And retail sales were, were good. I don't know if the consumers are spending money or spending it on credit cards, but I think credit cards are up. So my concern is is that interest rates, when they rise, when interest rates rise, stocks die. When interest rates are low, stocks will grow, and that's been my my thesis. All well, that is uh, that's
2: that's a logical thesis, and it's a very good one too. But here's your here's your problem with the job market, Mike, and that is is that uh, just like in the housing market, we have a shortage of uh, people that are willing to work and able to work and trained in certain types of work. Um, not like years ago when the baby boomers were coming up, there was an overabundance of workers that could do uh, and train that went to college and so forth. But in the last five or ten years, you've had a tremendous amount of baby boomers who have retired, left of the working system altogether. You have a low... Uh, participation rate, uh, uh, rate, even amongst the young people who are 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, they're not even working. I don't know what they're doing or they're maintaining low-level jobs. Um, and here's my theory. My theory is is that if Congress had any economic uh, aptitude, which they don't, trust me, they don't, um, the first thing they would do, especially Republicans, Republicans are the dumbest People I've ever met. Uh, you know, Democrats are what I call the evil party. Republicans are just the dumb party. So the way that the, Demo- the Republicans should counter the illegal immigration is to a- a- encourage an abundance of legal uh, immigration, incredible legal immigration. We need an Ellis Island type of immigration into this country for numerous reasons. We we would have all these people who are willing to take the jobs that so many Americans currently don't want to have, okay, number one. Number two, we'd be able to really build up our military that if we do have to go to war against people, we'd have people that would be willing to defend this country because there's too few of them today that are willing to defend the country. And you would you would really just have an incredible uh, economic resurgence in our country if we would come up with a cream-of-the-crop legal immigration from around the world, logically thought out, with people who want to be here to enjoy the American dream. And it's still alive and well, trust me. It's still alive and well. And these legal immigrants will vote... It, with their pocketbook and say, I want to vote for somebody who's going to give me freedom because the country I just left didn't give me any freedom.
1: Is this Brian I'm speaking with? This is true. Oh, well, well, Drew, look, you, you're, you're, you're just like me. I don't believe in either party. Both of them play people for being stupid, but... You' You'll never get that because then there would be no argument, so Congress wants to argue <laughs> well
2: you, know, you see you're true. you're you're brilliant in saying that right there because that's what the two political parties are all about it's the only thing they care care about is their base, and they don't care about what's right for the country anymore. All they care about is their base, and if their base wants them to have no immigration, then that's what they say. no immigration that's what my base wants, you know, et cetera, well, et cetera. It's a stupid I'm party.
1: I'm going to end with this. The number one job of a politician is to work on being reelected. They, are, I, they don't care about solving our problems. And, I, and that's I, the same thing with Preaching system. to the choir there, there, Mike.
2: That's a good point. I'm and that's a great me. point to end on because i got to run to traffic. Okay. We're on an open show, 410 if you want to call in and ask a question. Take it away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical. And you experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling four one zero eight two three 823 save 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. dot com. It's time. You experience the difference.
0: Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. I don't know what's happening
2: there, but we don't hear any music. All we hear is that... uh Ira saying, getting back to money, riches, and wealth. But we're here, so uh, well, we're here.
3: Well, I can right? hear the music.
2: I couldn't. I can't. <laughs> I'm I'm back now. Well, but, you're missing uh, a good one. Uh, I missed a good one. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Gremlin's in the air. So uh, we're on an open show tonight. Jim's on the line. We're going to go to him in a second. 410-922-6680. 6680 if you want to call in. Uh, but uh, let's just rock and roll to Jim there, Jackson.
3: Yeah, sure thing. Hey, Jim, how you doing?
6: Uh, pretty good. i got a, a question on Roth conversions. I'm trying to weigh the pros and cons. Uh, so my wife and I, um, um, I'm approaching 70. She's going to be 72. Um, we're two years apart. So um, the bulk of our IRAs are traditional because uh, we were okay. high-income earners at the time. That seemed to be the right thing to do, and for a number of years, Um, We've been advised not to do Roth conversions um, because of our financial situation, but um, I asked our um, advisor at Vanguard Investments to take a look at it. It turns out they now have come out with a computer program that does an analysis. So I haven't looked at it, spoke to him yesterday. He's done a first cut analysis looking at our tax return from last year. And he says, you know, it's got a curve goes out to 99 years, you know, if you live that long, ha-ha, okay. Um, And, you know, they project what your net worth would be if your investments had a certain rate of growth. And then they uh, look at the uh, tax savings if you do the Roth conversion. He said it would amount to about 2.5%, which he doesn't think is a biggie deal, may not be worth bothering with. But one way for me to look at it is... Uh, when we pass away and our son inherits uh, these uh, traditional IRAs, the new rules that just changed everything, where he will have to uh, liquidate the assets within 10 years.
2: Well, it's worse than that, actually, Jim. He's going to actually have to take a little bit every year for the first nine years and then liquidate the remaining balance in the 10th year, so... Uh, On an IRA and a Roth, he can just keep it in there until the the December 31st of the 10th anniversary, 100 percent tax free. Don't believe these programs. Most people don't understand the dynamics of the Roth conversion, and they don't understand the fact that it's it's all a bunch of assumptions. So no matter what the assumptions say, Mm -hmm. you know, you could change the assumptions and come up with that it would be 100 percent benefit, you know. Um, So you need to understand the dynamics of the whole equation and uh, where you stand and what your goals and objectives are and what other liquid cash do you have to pay the taxes. That's a very important question. Oh,
6: yeah, we had that discussion with him, too. So some of our uh, investments, he selected certain ones that he said would be good for us to liquidate. Uh, there's one balance fund, and he said you really want to liquidate that when He's already removed some of it because it's a bond fund, I mean a bond stock mix. And he says, uh, at your income level, he says you're getting hit with high taxes unnecessarily.
2: Yeah, well, I would sort of agree with that if it's in an after-tax account. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's the general tax bracket you're in? I mean, are you in the... Well,
6: he, he's looking to... Um, uh not exceed thirty five percent federal keep us below yeah keep us below thirty five we're not at that
2: but range. where where are you 22. on a yearly if you did, if i looked at your twenty two tax return are you getting in the twenty two percent bracket are you in the thirty three percent bracket where where are you well let's say let's say it's around three hundred grand so what bracket three hundred that would put you in the twenty four percent tax bracket uh, yeah i guess twenty
6: two i know it's increased for uh, well, that's for 2024 with inflation increase.
2: Uh, right. So you're in the 24% tax bracket. If I were If I were looking at your situation, I'd probably fill the 24% bracket and, you know, maybe go a little bit over to the 32% bracket, but I wouldn't be willing to go all the way up to the 35% bracket immediately. You know, okay. I would probably right. just fill the twenty four percent bracket. You also got to watch that irma surcharge oh well, that, we're already in the second level of that well, but you you can easily get pushed up to the fourth level you know if you if yeah. you do too much of a conversion. You know, so, and I'm not saying that that's the end of the world. It's just something to also think well, I, about.
6: I, I expect to get up to that because right now my wife's, we held off until age 70 for Social Security. Let, let me tell you
2: what you ought to do, Jim. What you ought to do is get the heck out of Maryland. Come on down here to Florida with me and I convert know, the whole I, damn thing over to uh, Roth, and then you'll be cooking with gas, my friend.
6: I know. I mentioned that to him. I said the other bad thing is con- if we do the conversion while we're here in Maryland, we get hit. They're probably going to be getting hit with eight percent or something.
2: Yeah, well, you know that's why I say, you know, if you if you move to Pennsylvania for four or five years and then do your conversions, and uh, you know, and you if you eliminate that Maryland tax, you can push your tax bracket, your federal tax bracket, up to thirty-two or thirty-five, and be a win-win for you and your son. You know, you but I agree with you.
6: Pennsylvania, because of the inheritance tax of four and a half percent on your entire. Then no,
2: no, you don't want to die in Pennsylvania. Stay out of Pennsylvania. Don't die there. Just go there and convert your IRA to Roth, <laughs> <laughs> or go to Florida, where you don't have to worry about either of I them. Mean, you can stay there the full time and enjoy the weather and so forth. Yeah, uh, and there are plenty of parts of Florida that don't have hurricanes that are that are destructive and so forth. So, um, okay. but uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Your sons, uh, if you're concerned about uh, your inheritance to your son, you want to get a good hunk of your money over to Roth as quickly as you are. You charitably inclined to, by the way.
6: Yeah, we have a, a DAF at Vanguard.
2: Okay. You see, now that's something we do. We take, uh, we take highly appreciated assets. We okay. move a big hunk over for our clients. And when we do that, in that year, we do the Roth conversion all in the same year because now we get to use that DAF to cover up a lot of the taxation that we're going to potentially have. So that's uh, a strategy yeah. we use a lot.
6: In, we uh, so, uh, selectively pick uh, shares of a fund that, that we own over at Fidelity, that had the highest uh, unrealized capital gains and moved those to the DAF.
2: Sure. But yep. the year you did that, you should have yep. done a big Roth conversion, too. Yeah. And if, you do it, if you do it again, you should do another big Roth conversion, and you should always cover up that 24% tax bracket. That's definitely something that I would definitely be doing. Oh, okay. But, you know, Vanguard is a great institution for their funds and things, yeah. but they aren't the they aren't the sharpest knives in the drawer when it comes to tax planning. Even though they've got this software, you still have to understand uh, the tax system in order for the tax software right. to be yeah, well, well. Well,
6: the guy that we have, I mean, besides being a CFA and all that, he's for high net worth people exclusively. So I think we got the, at least the sharpest knife that they've got. okay well but he's got to be a tax
2: person his cfas aren't tax people they're they're investment people you know you got to be a tax person to understand this and to really maximize the efficiency for clients and so forth anyway it's a great question but i'm i i'm 100 with you get some roth conversions going and just keep doing them year after year after year after year after year all right yeah,
6: very good. Thank you for
2: the advice. All right, All right. A Good Thanks, question. Jim. Excellent question. Anyway, Jackson, we're almost out of time. We don't have any other callers online. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question. What has been the thing that you enjoy the most about your career now? That you've been into it, what, about three years now, right?
3: Yeah. You've yeah.
2: got your credential, your full CFP, you're becoming experienced so that you can be a lead advisor one day. Right. Uh, what is it you're enjoying about your profession so far?
3: I truly like helping people. You know, I see people like my mom and dad who uh, they they don't work in finance, and uh, you know, there's always something that I can help them out with. And uh, of course, anybody else in my in my family, my friends that I'm I'm able to spread, you know, kind of the knowledge that that you and and the rest of the people at our firm have taught me, and uh, that I've learned through the industry. So, uh, yeah. I like helping people and 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 helping them, uh, you know. Make make their life uh, a little bit better,
2: and we didn't teach you just how to you know to go
3: out there and just
2: sell product to people either. We're actually teaching you how to be a true professional financial advisor. Right, right. <laughs> that that's a big difference, my friend. You know, sure is. I know when I first got in this business, I wished I had somebody to learn from. You know, so anyway, uh, we're out of time there, Jackson. Always a pleasure being with you.
3: Yep, thanks for having me, Drew.
2: Anyway, this is Drew Tignanelli. saying God bless. <laughs>